Hello, and welcome to the Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud podcast. Instructional coaches and leaders create the environment that supports teachers to continually imagine, grow, and achieve. They model an excitement for learning that teachers in turn model for students. This podcast is dedicated to promoting the important aspects of instructional leadership. Thanks for listening. I'm thrilled you're here. Coaching, generating reflection, generating learning. In the past few years, during the COVID switch to virtual coaching and PD, and in the years since, being back face-to-face, I've had my focus on reflection as being the key for growth to occur from the coaching process. I've known for years that part of coaching's value was that it led to the teacher's conscious practice. Conscious practice in areas that often were planned and implemented in a more unconscious or automatic process. It's it's why I've frequently stated that when you have an effective pre-conference it actually changes the teacher's lesson uh, because teachers take that thinking from the pre-conference and consciously make modifications in the delivery of their lesson. It's not from anything the coach suggested. It's from the thinking that the teacher did. Increasingly, I'm identifying that teachers gain insight during the reflection process. Insight that frequently they even credit the coach for having thought of when actually it was the teacher, him or herself. I had a recent example where I was pre-conferencing with a teacher in front of about 100 staff members to model what a coaching pre-conference looked and sounded like. The teacher described his approach to students learning mathematics, and he described the activity that would be going on in his classroom uh, when I would be observing. When we got to the point of what I should be paying attention to as my focus, the teacher identified that it would be great if I would focus in on the students who were in their seats while their classmates were at the board working on problems. He wanted to know the kind of engagement that was happening with the students at their seats. Later on, after we had finished the model and uh, wrapped up the uh, workshop and were debriefing uh, with uh, people who stayed around, the gentleman came up to me and he wanted to know how I had planned my questions so that I got him to select the students at their seats as my focus area. 
he said he realized that that was the important thing for me to uh, be paying attention to, that that feedback would be most valuable to him. But he could not figure out how my questions led him to do that. And he was totally surprised when I was able to present to him that my questions didn't lead him there. And, and by lead, I mean, it wasn't a place that I thought we should end up. And I was purposefully asking questions to get him there. My questions were about reflection. And he reached that insight on his own that that would be a key piece of information for him to receive from a coach. As I've been exploring the topic of reflection, uh, I found a website that described the Gibbs Reflective Cycle. And it struck me that it provides a pretty good framework that coaches can use in guiding teacher reflection. It was developed by Graham Gibbs to give structure to learning from experiences. It offers a framework for examining experiences and allowing you to learn and plan from those things that either went well or didn't go well. It's a process that uh, anyone can use to reflect on their own experiences, as well as one that teachers could use with students. The process suggests six stages. One, description. Two, feelings and thoughts. Three, evaluation of the experience, both good and bad. Four, analysis to make sense of the situation. Five, conclusion about what you learned and what you could have done differently. And six, an action plan for how you'll deal with the future. Here's how I saw the elements fitting into coaching. Description. The goal here is to gather in detail what occurred. What did I see? What did I hear? I'm imagining the coach's questions can assist the teacher in recalling his or her observations. And then the coach can add the observations that the coach collected. Here are some questions that might precede the coach sharing their observations. What were you conscious of doing? What did you do that was planned? What did you decide to do or change in the flow of the class? What did you notice and hear during the lesson? What happened that you expected? Was there anything that surprised you? I know that one of my key learnings has been to always encourage the teacher to share his or her description before I get to mine, and also to make sure the teacher's sharing his or her description before you get to an evaluation. The second element was feelings and thoughts. Here you can explore any feelings or thoughts that emerged during the experience and how they may have impacted the experience. Questions like, when were you most comfortable during the lesson? Less comfortable. What were you feeling before and after? How did you read the students' feelings? A key role of the coach 
beyond asking these questions is perhaps paraphrasing and empathizing with feelings that the teacher has shared. You might get to a comment such as, I'm hearing that the number of students not completing the pre-reading really upset you and threw off your plan. The third element from Gibbs is evaluation. I see in coaching that here the teacher evaluates what she felt worked and didn't work. A non-judgmental coaching environment encourages the teacher to be as objective and honest as possible. The goal is for the teacher to gain the most from reflection on both the positive and negative aspects of the situation, even if it was primarily one or the other. The coach might ask questions such as what went well, what didn't go so well, is there more you need to find out in order to decide how it went? I see the coach remaining out of the evaluation process other than providing the teacher with requested information. In other words, the teacher might ask, how many students did you observe using the academic content vocabulary as they met in their groups? And the coach would reply, Here's the student dialogue I recorded as I moved along the groups. As I mentioned earlier, I found that too often coaches ask teachers to do this evaluation piece prior to having sufficient comments and input from the teacher about the description and the feelings and thoughts. The fourth element from Gibbs is analysis. This step is where the teacher would look to make sense of what happened. Previous steps focused on the details around what happened in the situation. With analysis, the focus is looking to extract meaning from it. You want to target the different aspects that went well or poorly and ask why. I do think that at this point in the process, that along with the coach's questions, the coach can join the teacher's analysis thinking, kind of thinking out loud as partners about possibilities, cause and effect, but importantly, not conclusions. Coaching questions might include, what do you think generated or caused that outcome? What sense can you make of the situation? What do you know about the learners that might have influenced the outcome? What knowledge can help one understand the situation? Teachers' and coaches' knowledge can be shared. For example, the coach might share the question, what does research tell us about the role of previous knowledge? What do you know about the learners knowledge level or language level. Those questions, again, have the coach engaging in the exploration of the analysis. I really think of it as a thinking partner. The next step that Gibbs identified is conclusions. Here the teacher makes conclusions about what happened. 
They summarize their learning and highlight changes they might make or practices that they might want to continue in order to maximize future success. This should flow from the components that have preceded. There's a caution here for coaches not to force a conclusion if conference time is running out. It's better to identify what questions need further exploration and perhaps establish future observations to maybe collect information as those questions are explored. Questions might include, what are you thinking you discovered or learned from this situation? What would you want to continue doing? What would you want to consider changing? What are you thinking is a next step? Moving ahead, what do you want to observe? And what might you want a coach to observe to assist you in reaching a conclusion? The last step of the Gibbs reflection cycle is the action plan. This is where the teacher can explore what they see as next steps and any role that the coach might play. It really reinforces the reason that I've always talked about post-conferences ending by becoming a pre-conference. They actually set up the next observation and the role that the teacher would want the coach to play in that follow-up observation. Alexandra Spaulding wrote a blog titled The Ultimate Guide to Reflective Practice in Teaching. And I'm going to read a quote from her here that I think reinforces where this is uh, currently uh, lying in my reflections. She writes, Teacher reflections help you move from just experiencing a lesson to understanding what happened and why. Taking the time to reflect and analyze your teaching practices helps you identify more than just what worked and what didn't. When reflecting with purpose, you can start to challenge the underlying principles and beliefs that define the way you work. This level of self-awareness is a powerful ally especially when so much of what and how you teach can change in the moment. If you don't question what your experiences mean and think actively about them on an ongoing basis, the evidence shows you are likely not to improve. You'll find the uh, link to Spalding's blog as well as the link to more information on the Gibbs Reflection Cycle in the lead-in to this podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts on reflection. You can always reach me at barclaypd.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud on iTunes and Podbean. And please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. I also want to hear what you're pondering. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Barkley or send me your questions and find my videos and blogs at barkleypd.com.